Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. A startup company in Wisconsin uses satellite imagery to make personalized predictions for individual farms. This information can be used for crop insurance or bank loans. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with Jim O'Brien, co-founder and CEO of AgroGraph. He explains the company in better detail. Sure, AgroGraph is a data platform that uses satellite imagery and machine learning to create agricultural information at the field level. So we could tell you every field planted every crop everywhere in the world. And we started the company with this focus on yield and yield prediction of looking at, you know, a handful of crops, corn, soybean, wheat, uh, canola, and, and doing those predictions both in season and historical. And we've really grown the company from not just yield, but really built into uh, agri-finance and focused on uh, uh, risk assessment and, and creditworthiness. Uh, so that's really where we've grown the company uh, as, as since 2016. Creditworthiness is kind of what you guys are all about. You just got patented this farm-to-farm credit score. How does that work? Easiest way to think about it is kind of like a FICO score, right? You know, before FICO, a lot of the assessment of creditworthiness was done uh, fairly manually, and they would say, you know, do I know Stephanie? Does Stephanie go to church? You know, then they would. So in agriculture, uh, there's a lot of soft metrics. They call them the five C's of, of lending, and one of the big ones is character. And what AgriGraph is doing is, is helping to use data and, and technology. Again, we just trademarked from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office the credit score of agriculture. So creating this standardized and benchmark credit score, risk score, that banks and crop insurers can use to better create more uh, equitable and transparent pricing that matches price to risk. And, and that's really what, what we're doing with our, with our uh, uh, Agros credit score. And when I look at your website and I see the pictures of the satellite images, it reminds me of what people use drones for. But I wondered if you could um, maybe describe how those two are different because they're not used the same way. Right. We, we use satellite imagery for a handful of reasons. One, it's, it's, it's ubiquitous, right? The entire globe is covered every 90 minutes with satellite imagery. And again, we think of it as kind of the eyes, right, of, of looking down. We don't actually sell any satellite imagery as, as a standalone product. Um, what we could use drone data, we could use aerial, you know, plane imagery, uh, and we have in certain instances, but the challenge with that, it doesn't scale very well, right? If you're gonna go look at an 8,000 acre farm and you do it with a drone, that could take you several days. It would take you hours with a plane, but with satellite imagery, it could take you seconds. So that's why we use the satellite imagery. And again, our work isn't just here in the United States. It's globally as well. So satellite imagery is is global in nature. So it really gives us the uh, flexibility to apply our models around the globe. Explain to us what information you're getting from that satellite image. This is where I'd want my co-founder here to really dig. He's the satellite image specialist. But essentially, we're looking at the reflectance back of of the, the leaf area. And not to get into too much technical detail, where we can interpret that 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 reflectance and say whether it's a corn plant or whether it's lentils or whether it's canola and then from that we can look at the signal of that leaf over the growing season kind of think like the biomass and translate that into yield and yield prediction so we can do that back in time I mean satellite imagery goes back 40 years most of the time we go back around 10 years so look at the historical production and then we can go in season starting around july where there's enough uh 
biomass in the field. And then from July through the end of the year, September, October, we create uh, you know, biweekly yield maps for a handful of crops. So that's, that's what satellite imagery provides. But again, we could use Planet Labs data, we could use drones or aerial imagery. Again, it's just usually not as cost effective and certainly not as scalable. You're using that data and you're using that farm-to-farm credit score to really help crop insurers, egg lenders kind of see that risk specifically for the farmer. And that's kind of on top of that trend of there's less farms, they're getting bigger, and they need more money to operate. Right. It's this trend, and it's not just happening in the United States. It's happening around the globe because we've worked with banks and insurers all, all around the globe, You know, whether it's somebody... I know a bank in Ireland or in South America or South Africa or in Canada. And this trend of the number of farms decreasing and farm size increasing is putting a lot of pressure back on the, the banks and the insurers. And many of the tech companies out there really aren't focused on the farmer, which is great. But for us, the farmer is the end user. And we're helping these insurers and banks kind of wrap uh, risk, right? Uh, you know, we, we look at in a bank wrapping, uh, you know, a risk around an interest rate and for insurers wrapping a price around a policy premium. And we believe that, uh, and it's not just our belief, it's actually what the banks and insurers want to do. Uh, if greater transparency uh, equates into uh, better understanding of risk, which translates into better pricing, again, it's, it's really a market response. And we're really working to empower those bankers to create more uh, equitable and standardized and, and benchmark processes for risk and risk-based pricing, which will benefit the farmer and benefits the banks as well. Yeah. And then in addition to the egg lenders, the crop insurers, you also have other clients that indirectly impact uh, farmers, the grain distributors, the land appraisers, the egg tech specialists. Uh, why don't you talk about what you're doing for those clients? Right. We've, we've done work in the, the grain industry uh, with, uh, with elevators looking at, at total supply of how much grain is out there to understand how much will be coming into their facilities or going out by rail. Uh, we've done work in the, in the biofuels area, uh, almost exclusively in ethanol. We certainly could do work on the, on the, on the, the diesel, the sore diesel side. We just haven't had the opportunity. And in those instances, we're looking at uh, the draw areas of how large of a draw area, how much corn exists 20 miles, 30 miles, 50 miles from a facility, and then how does that relate back to basis price? If, you know, if a farmer is going to drive 40 miles to get there, you may have to have a more competitive price than the elevator. Um, and then we also have a new product that we're, we're rolling out that we service to banks, but it also can be used by a grower or, uh, or an appraiser. Is We call it a parcel report. And this parcel report uh, is done at the field level. So there's, uh, there's a challenge across the U.S. now where the number of appraisers uh, is really dwindling. It's, it, they're just, they're, and it's putting a pressure and challenge on both the farmer and the banker itself when they're trying to process a loan. It slows the whole process down. And uh, we don't see the same thing in commercial and, and consumer uh, finance because they have a lot more automated processes around. So AgriGraph is helping to augment that through our, our, our AgriGraph parcel report. So rather than being six weeks, we can take it to six seconds. Click on a parcel and download a report from fair market value to cash rent to all information you'd get from appraiser. So it's again helping to, uh, again, more standardized and, and efficient data to uh, allow the farmer and the banker to make decisions more quickly. And another industry you're staying on top of in Wisconsin is hemp, which is actually facing um, some of its own challenges right now. Right. We worked uh, in hemp since 2019, again, using our similar mantra of you know satellite imagery and machine learning to create 
uh, you know, agricultural information. And but the hemp industry, a lot of the understanding is, well, where's hemp planted? And then how, what's its vigor, so to speak, right, during the growing season? And translating that data for processors to help them better understand, you know, the growers that are producing for them, are they going to get a crop? Because it turns out that a lot of the hemp seed stock is uh, of not high quality, and sometimes half the field will be dead or half the field will be uh, really poor quality, and that impacts their, their prices and impacts their ability to process that. But what has happened, and it's not just happened in the U.S., Canada went through this uh, over a decade ago in, in 2009, was this oversupply, kind of this green rush into hemp. And what it's done here in the U.S. is really uh, challenge a lot of the the uh, uh, you know the, the, the structure that really hasn't been in place, this, you know, uh, Hemp is controlled by each state, and each state have different re- regulations. And interstate commerce uh, isn't uh, isn't really well defined right now. Uh, and then, along with the supply chain, right from seed to processors, it's very inefficient market. And what that's happened is a lot of growers have grown hemp and had nowhere to take it to. If they've grown hemp and nobody wanted to buy it, so it's really put a pause on the industry right now and has some more structure and and more uh, kind of I hate to say, but more commoditization happens in hemp. I think we'll see a resurgence coming out. Again, I'm not going to predict when. I don't know. I think the market will tell us when that is. But, you know, bankers and insurers have the have the paper ready to go write those policies, but they're not comfortable, again, with the risk that associated with that. Uh, and, again, we're happy to help those banks manage that risk and understand that risk. But the market for, for industrial hemp really has to mature in the supply chain to support that. A developing story there. You know, another thing I wanted to touch on, more consumers are looking for their goods to be made sustainably. And you guys play a role in helping farms reach their sustainability goals. Right. We're actually, we just recently uh, participated in the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action Decade of Ag. And it's this national forum, which we're on the advisory board for, uh, for sustainability. And it's kind of moving from thought into action. And what our role is on that is really uh, helping. They have three key themes. One is increased collaboration between industry and farmers. The other is uh, leveraging technology and data. And then the third is really transformative investment. And we really play with the data and the transformative investment. As our role is helping those, again, banks and insurers and the industry players uh, better audit. We look at it as, as, again, as an agri-finance company, we look at it as a sustainability audit. You know, what are their growers' tillage practices? And are they using irrigation? And what type of irrigation? And do they use cover crops? And even soil carbon. We're working on a new soil carbon model, taking our satellite imagery. And again, as a soil scientist, a proud University of Wisconsin soil scientist, taking that data that we know about the soil and, and, and what we know about the above-ground biomass and predict, you know, is this farm accumulating carbon? Is it staying kind of stasis the same, or is it declining? And again, to help those banks and insurers that are writing the policies, they're doing audits around or making investments in sustainability, really understand uh, what they're investing in. So again, it's that greater transparency and greater uh, standardization, and that's where AgroGraph is playing on sustainability. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, you're a soil scientist educated in Wisconsin. Um, what is your, I guess, background in agriculture that led you to uh, start AgroGraph? Well, I grew up in New York, and I worked on a dairy farm out there, but really, you know, I'm not a farm kid. And for me, my mom and dad were from Indiana, so we'd go out and see the farm. So it's it's been this concept on the outside looking in. I eventually went to school out at Iowa State, had a degree in agronomy. 
uh, and then followed up with a master's degree in soil science at, at Wisconsin. And uh, kind of worked across the industry, went out and was, spent time at, at a, in, in Ohio with Ohio State University in Extension, and then worked at the Weather Channel, uh, and then got back slowly into ag with various startups. And when I had the chance to uh, meet uh, my co-founder, Mutlu Azdogan, and, and he had this great crop model and, and this ability to harness the power of satellite imagery, it was an exciting time for me to say, here's our chance to get back in and positively impact agriculture. I can't be a farmer because I can't, you know, I don't have the capital to buy the land, but here's how I can really help the growers and help the industry. And really what we see is this greater need for the insurers and bankers to really, you know, create more standardized, uh, you know, credit worthiness and, and pricing that's going to help the growers. And it's not just here in the U.S. It's, it's the same story around the globe. The most amazing thing I found is talking with banks and Ireland or South Africa or Canada, it's the same story. The number of farmers are decreasing, farm size is increasing, there's a lack of standardization, and really at the end of the day, these these industries really want to support their growers and they want to do it in the most fair and equitable way. And this is where technology and data can really help drive those decisions, whether it's sustainability or production, uh, and that's where we see our role. Again, that's Jim O'Brien, co-founder and CEO of AgroGraph, headquartered in the Madison area. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.